Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Montgomery the Moose's mom has returned. Missing since Montgomery was a child, she reappeared after Montgomery used magic to reverse the chocolate invasion. But in doing so, he also removed all trace of chocolate from Earth's history. Distraught at his perceived failure, he refused to use magic anymore and cut himself off from his friends over the last six months. At his lowest point, he reconnected with magic, which led him to find his mom, standing on a rooftop looking for him. Meanwhile, his estranged friends Montgomery the Mouse and Roger the Raccoon left Maine to make the journey to see their friends Phoebe and Tamar in Massachusetts. So now, let's find out what happened next. Here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. Roger the Raccoon's teeth chattered. Montgomery the Mouse crouched down, trying to stay as sheltered as he could in Roger's fur, but still the wind pounded them. I don't like this plan, Roger shouted over the noise. They had been proud of their plan. Without Montgomery the Moose to teleport them the long distance to Cambridge, Massachusetts, they knew that walking would take forever. They briefly considered taking the train. Without their large friend, they thought it might not be as dramatic as their last train ride, but they didn't know enough about trains to know whether they'd get one going the right way. Fortunately, before their friends Phoebe and Tamar had left a few months earlier, they'd shared a tip for hitching a ride in a car or a truck. The tip was to go to a gas station, look for a Massachusetts license plate, and hope that the vehicle it was on was going back home. Since neither Roger nor Montgomery could read the letters on a license plate, Phoebe gave them another tip. Look for a picture of a lighthouse. Not all Massachusetts license plates had lighthouses on, but enough did that they found it useful. Why a lighthouse? Montgomery the Mouse had asked. Oh, it's to do with the caped cod, Tamar replied excitedly. Well, not exactly, Phoebe chuckled. It's the license plate for cars from the place Cape Cod. Yeah, which is where the caped cod is from, Tamar added, and she lifted the formerly singing rubber bass fish up sadly. Don't worry, she said to the fish with a wink. Once Montgomery the Moose starts using magic again, we'll get you all fixed up. Phoebe rolled her eyes, thinking her sister was taking the whole caped cod thing a little too seriously. Montgomery and Roger both laughed about that moment all these months later when standing by the side of a gas station convenience store scoping out the car's plates. It took a while to find one with a lighthouse, but when they did, they both exclaimed, Yes! and tried to high-five before realizing that a high-five between a raccoon and a mouse riding on its back was pretty much impossible. The reason they were so excited was that this vehicle would be easy to get a ride in. It was a flatbed truck with nothing in the back except for a metal dolly of some kind. The driver must have just dropped off whatever they'd been carrying, so now they could just enjoy the ride back to Massachusetts. At first they played games and told stories to pass the time, mostly involving the clouds above, since that was all they could really see that didn't pass by in a massive blur. But now, after six hours of highway driving, with wind pounding into them in the truck bed and nowhere to get shelter, with only a few brief periods of calm, their excitement had worn off. Which is precisely why Roger shouted out that she didn't like this plan. At one point, they reached what appeared to be a toll booth of some kind, with red and white flags flying above it, featuring a big red leaf... Was that a thing in Massachusetts? They couldn't read the words on the signs, but they could see from the vehicles in front that someone was looking inside each one. So with Montgomery the mouse on her back, Roger climbed down the side and hid underneath the truck, hanging on to the underside. 
Something doesn't feel right about this, Montgomery the Mouse said anxiously while they were underneath. What do you mean? Roger asked. I don't know, but I have a bad feeling about this. Nah, it's okay. The license plate had a lighthouse, remember? When they saw the inspector's shadows had passed, Roger decided it was safe to go back up, and they climbed back to the flatbed just in time before the truck started to drive again. Are we even going in the right direction? Montgomery asked, still unconvinced about this whole thing. What? Roger shouted over the wind, which was picking up again with some serious noise. I said, are we even going in the right direction? Montgomery the mouse shouted. Well, how would I know? Montgomery thought about this for a moment. Can't you use the sun's position to figure out where we're going? Where's the sun? Roger looked around. Um, it's up. Hmm, Montgomery murmured. Does that mean we're going in the right direction? Roger asked hopefully. Um, does it look like Massachusetts? Montgomery replied. What does Massachusetts look like? Roger asked. Um, I don't actually know. Lots of tiny people, I guess. Oh, then maybe. They're probably just small enough that I can't see them, or they're not there at all. Hard to know, really. Oh, what are we doing? This was a terrible idea, Montgomery the mouse moaned. I can't wait for this truck to stop. And just like that, the truck did begin to stop. But not because of anything Montgomery the mouse said, or because of anything the driver did. It began to stop because two moose suddenly appeared in the truck's bed, crunching the bed down with such enormous weight that it broke the truck's suspension and squashed the wheels. The driver yelled something incomprehensible from inside the truck and slammed on the brakes as the whole truck skidded from side to side across the highway. Cars and trucks around it honked their horns to point out that two moose probably shouldn't be riding on a flatbed truck and skidded to avoid an accident themselves. It all happened in such a blur that Roger and Montgomery couldn't make any sense of what was happening. But the flatbed truck turned so quickly at one point that it started to flip up before being magically righted back on the ground again. The truck came to a crunching halt on the side of the highway, leaving winding twin trails of rubber tire marks that any artist would be proud of. Several other drivers stopped to make sure everything was okay, but when they saw the enormous creatures in the flatbed, a few of them thought better of it and drove off. Just a couple of cars stayed, their drivers getting out to see how they could help. The driver of the flatbed truck they were in, shocked that he was even alive, jumped out of the cab, turned to see what had happened, and at the sight of two moose in his flatbed, he let out a scream and ran. The other drivers who'd stopped to help waved him over and immediately pulled out their phones. Montgomery the mouse scuttled out from Roger's fur now that it was safe. He looked up. Montgomery? he exclaimed. Montgomery the moose looked down at them both with a smile. I thought you were going to Cambridge. What are you doing in Canada? he asked. Canada? Roger and Montgomery the mouse shouted in unison. Yeah, Montgomery the moose replied. You didn't see all the flags with maple leaves on? But, Montgomery the mouse added, but the truck's license plate has a lighthouse on it. Montgomery the moose leaned over the back of the flatbed, and his weight crunched the bed down even more. That license plate is from Mississippi. Not every license plate with a lighthouse on it is from Massachusetts. But besides, this is a rented truck. That guy's name is Stephen Lee. He's on his way to help his friend Chris move to Maine. What? Roger exclaimed. Montgomery! The mouse shouted in excitement. You're using magic! Yes! And it's all because of what you said. I just needed to listen to it. 
You knew I needed a push. Thank you. Montgomery the Mouse smiled. Oh, that reminds me, Montgomery the Moose added. This is my mom. Your mom? Montgomery the Mouse and Roger replied, once again in unison. Montgomery the Mouse's response carried more emotion, though. He had heard countless stories from his friend over the months about how much he loved and missed his mom. My name is Ruth. Montgomery the Moose's mom introduced herself with kindness. You must be Montgomery the Mouse, my son's best friend. He told me all about you. And you must be Roger. Yes, Montgomery the Mouse spoke softly. He was in awe. This was the mom who had raised his best friend and helped him to be the caring, gentle-hearted creature he was. It is lovely to meet you. You are dear friends of my son and have helped make him who he is, she replied, as if reading his mind. It is lovely to meet you too, Mrs. Ruth, Roger said. The moose chuckled. Please, it's just Ruth, she replied. How did you find each other? Montgomery the Mouse asked, still amazed. Well, it's funny. Magic led me to her. She was on the roof of that building that always has a broken window. It was the highest place I could find anywhere to look out for him, she added. But where were you all those years? Montgomery the Mouse continued. Well, that's an interesting story, she replied. I was... Hold on, Montgomery the Moose interrupted. He indicated to the people around them on the highway. Many of them have been taking pictures or calling people on their phones, but now it was eerily quiet. Behind them, through the woods just off the highway, Montgomery could sense another creature watching them, a wolverine, and wondered if the presence of that clawed creature was causing everyone to be still. But now that they were quiet, in the distance, Montgomery could hear sirens. I think it's time for us to go, he said. Where are we going? Madagascar, Montgomery replied. But I wanted to see Phoebe and Tamar and Fred. They can come with us. In a multicolored glow, the group was gone from the flatbed truck, which popped back up now that the weight was lifted. Not only that, but everything that had been broken was now in perfect condition again. Even the truck's gas tank was now full. In the woods close to the truck, the wolverine scowled and let out a surprised, hmm. He turned and walked through the trees, navigating his way back to a group of creatures next to a pond. A large gray goose, a skittering chipmunk, a small blue salamander who was sitting on a large rack of antlers, and the owner of those antlers, a fully grown male moose. The group turned to face the wolverine and noticed the confused look on his face. What is it, Link? asked the goose. Well, it's hard to explain, Ryan, Lincoln the wolverine replied. The moose turned his head sideways a little, out of curiosity. The salamander, in danger of falling off, held on tight, and the chipmunk stopped skittering for a moment, clear that something important was happening. I just saw a magic moose, the wolverine said to the group eventually. He teleported away with a few other creatures. Huh, that is weird, the moose responded. Well, that's not the weirdest part, the wolverine continued, looking straight at the large brown moose in front of him, whose eyes opened wide at Lincoln's next revelation. You see... It turns out you're not the only Montgomery the Moose. Meanwhile, though, in the Manabi region of western Madagascar, where it was the middle of the night, it was dark. Really dark. Nonetheless, two moose, a mouse, a raccoon, four miniature humans, a Labrador retriever, and a toucan appeared out of nowhere. Half of the group was even more confused than the other half. What? Mr. Toucan said on everyone's behalf. Who turned the lights out? Here, let me help with that, 
Montgomery the Moose said, and he started to glow. Not bright enough to be blinding, but enough that he lit up the general area. The group was standing on a red dust clearing bordered by lush grass. Close by, they were surrounded by a scattering of tall, thick baobab trees. Montgomery, what did you just do? Phoebe and Tamar's father, Michael, demanded. Montgomery, we love you, but it's not okay to just take people without their permission, Dorothy added. Oh, he replied, feeling sheepish and guilty. I'm so sorry, I just thought... I... I don't know what I thought. Well, I forgive you, but I'd like you to take us home, please, Dorothy added. Montgomery, I'm sorry to say she's right, Ruth added, receiving an appreciative nod from Dorothy. After conferring with each other, Phoebe and Tamar said, Can we stay? You don't even know what's going on yet, Montgomery the Mouse laughed. No, but you know, if you're here and magic's involved, we'd like to be here too, Phoebe spoke for both of them. Count us in, Fred added, indicating to Mr. Toucan also. Yeah, well, we'd still like to go home, please, Dorothy said, and next time, please come and talk to us first. Don't just snatch us like that. I am really so, so sorry, Montgomery the Moose replied with embarrassment. Would you like me to erase it from your memories? What? No, 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 that's never okay, the whole group objected. Oh, uh, of, of course, Montgomery backtracked. Wait, Montgomery, Montgomery the Mouse ventured, you haven't erased things from our memory before, have you? Uh, what? Why would I do that? He added with a nervous laugh. Um, anyway, okay. And with that, he teleported Dorothy and Michael back to their home, eight and a half thousand miles away. Phoebe and Tamar looked at Montgomery as if holding their tongues. Oh, did you want to say goodbye to them first? He asked. I'm not very good at this. Yeah, that would have been nice, Tamar replied, but never mind, it's okay. Phoebe held herself back from saying more, so Montgomery wouldn't feel worse than he already did. You're not very good at this yet, Mr. Toucan added helpfully. Ruth laughed to herself. She could see why Montgomery liked his friends so much. So what are we doing here? Fred asked. Well, Montgomery the Moose replied, we're here because of that. He turned and somehow pointed all the light he was emanating up to the top of a baobab tree 30 feet to his right. On top of it, sitting perfectly still as if docked in place was... Spaceship, Phoebe shouted. Well, maybe. Look, Montgomery the Moose gestured. He opened his light wider, and that's when they noticed what he meant, sitting on top of every baobab tree for as far as the eye could see. No, not spaceship, Tamar added. Spaceships. Hundreds of them. My friends, Montgomery the Moose said, it turns out I'm not the only one who makes mistakes. Bobby is in trouble, and without him, we have no hope of fixing chocolate. To be continued. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we'd love to hear your stories. What happened to Bobby and Spaceship? What do you think Phoebe and Tamar and family have been up to? How did Mr. Toucan manage to live in Massachusetts? Who are Lincoln the Wolverine and the other Montgomery the Moose? And what was Ruth's whole story that she was about to tell? As always, we'd love it if you would send us your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. 
To keep up to date with Mooseverse news, sign up for the Tales from the Mooseverse newsletter at mooseverse.com. Mooseverse.com is also where you can find information about our online writing and story-growing workshops and more. And remember to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mooseverse. As always, we're looking forward to reading your stories. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Mooseverse.